0: Welcome to another witchy episode of Cinnablokes. I'm Benjamin Baker.
1: I'm Kellen Burrows. What? What
0: are you wearing?
1: What? It's what is it's a witch hat. We, we're talking about witches, you know. Are, are you a witch? Not what me me personally. No, <laughs> and besides, everyone knows that a male witch is called a man witch. So. I'm not yeah, that over.
0: You know, I'm just, look, for the sake of our viewers, I don't want to confuse them. Just, just take it off, mate. I, I love the enthusiasm, but, you know, just can, can, you, can you take it off? You're going to leave it on the whole time.
1: Oh, I'm going to leave it on. Yeah.
0: It's, it's pinned in there, you know? All right. So just to be clear, Kaylin is not a witch. He's not a man-witch. He's just a man in a silly hat.
1: All right? Just want to get that out of the way. I mean, one could make that argument every day. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about witches. Yeah. That's right. The, the remake. Witches. Wait, what? The Witches. The Witches, that's right. Uh, yes, we're talking about The Witches. It's a remake uh, of an older film uh, based on the book by Ronald Dahl, right? Uh, rolled. Rolled. I always mix it. I don't know why I call him Ronald Roll.
1: Hey. All but- Dahl you you do you benjamin old ronnie doll yeah <laughs>
0: yeah Old ronnie doll look you're a man rich. i'm a guy i can't say his name right it, it all works out that's uh, right on, on form um yes so if you don't know who that is um it was a very famous writer of, of tons of, of children's books um, many of you might remember him from matilda uh which was also turned into a film um there's uh the, the big the, the giant one right the the bfg i think is what it's called right sure. if, if you say one. so sure um but this one i remember as a wee lad uh watching the original um yeah, i B- just remember
1: ride. i just remember this and charlie and the chocolate factory cuz they, they wrote those as well that's right and and yeah can, there
0: you go see that's another big one yeah. and you
1: can you can see the similarities you know yes you can <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and, and look, all of his, uh, all of it all kind of centres around children uh, and their experiences, and, and it usually has something to do with uh, magic or magical lands or mythical creatures and, and things like that. And The Witches is just no exception. Um, so, yeah.
1: Now, obviously, up top, no spoilers, as right. usual. But we'll talk spoilers later, but we'll let you know. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got to say, Benjamin, I feel like when we're reviewing this, we need to try to separate ourselves. I think there's there's two ways of looking at this film. One as a as a remake, right? So you got you got the original in your mind, and, yeah. you, it, and you're comparing them, right? That's one way to look at it. Right. Also, I think we need to look at it as as its own thing. Just try try to take the original out of the equation altogether and just write okay. it on its own merits.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. I think it's fair. I mean, look—if you've seen The Witches before, honestly, you've probably seen this one. They're, they're pretty close uh, as far as story goes. They don't take a lot of liberties uh, with the source material, or even the film uh, originally. A lot of it is pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's great. So, uh, should we start off with um, what casting, oh, writing, directing? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Let's start off with writing and directing. Uh, it's it's all the same bloke. That's why I was like, let's. Let's talk about
1: the fun people. Yeah, so, yeah, written written and directed by Robert Zemeckis, uh, but also with some other uh, writers on board as well. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, who's also a a guest writer on this one, Uh, and and Kenya Barris as well.
0: Yeah. Um, So a lot of talent behind the camera, it it seems. Um, This... This film very much has a Zemeckis feel to me. Um, it, it's it just, I, I don't know if that's even a thing, uh, but that's just, that's how it felt. The whole time I, I felt like, yeah, no, this is a Zemeckis film. Even if I didn't know that he was the writer-director, you could have given me a multiple choice and he would have been first on my
1: list. I feel like it, it felt like a more recent Robert Zemeckis film. It felt like yes, Pol- Polar you. Express, you know what I mean? Right, like right. <laughs> that sort of Zemeckis film, not Back yeah. to the Future Z- Zemeckis. Um, no,
0: don't uh, know. No, no.
1: Honestly, I forget that he did Back to the Future yeah, based yeah. on the
0: newer things that he's done. Um, and look, it's not a knock on him. Uh, it, it's just, there's a very, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, sometimes you get a director, a writer that, that latches onto something and then that's the thing. And they just do that thing in as many different ways as they possibly can. Um, but more so to just, you know, the, the writing and the style, just, just the style of the film uh, feels very much like a Polar Express type Zemeckis film, if that makes sense. Yeah. Colour palettes and, and, you know, special effects, those types of things all kind of fall into that category.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so I felt like it's, I mean, it looks good. The film is, is beautifully shot, right? Uh, where I had issues is with a lot of the visual effects. Uh, I felt like there could have been more practical effects in this film. And, well, yeah, a lot of them look okay. There's there's a lot of issues that I have with the mice and with the witches' faces. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without getting too much into it, we're getting more into it later, but... I'll just, it, it bothered me a bit.
0: Yeah, it, it does, and again, this is more about just that, when I say some mechish feel, uh, it feels very childish. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, uh, but, and look, I get that The Witches is made for children, I understand that, um, but not separating it from its original, right? The original never had that vibe of like, well, this is definitely for a five-year-old. Like, it you know what i mean it was it was haunting and there was a lot of practical effects and and the changes were very all of it was just creepy it was just a creepy creepy film yeah. um which is why it stuck out in my mind for so long in my life and this one definitely feels like they stripped a lot of that away and replaced all of those practical effects uh with a lot of you know cgi uh, almost as if to bring it down you know what i mean like the, the terror and the tension and the fear never really feels quite as compelling as it used to. Um, yeah, it just feels more like a fun, childish Zemeckis film rather than a than a, the witches film. I, I don't know. Maybe that's too much into it. But
1: I will say, on the writing end of things, there was a couple of choices that I didn't care for. Um, the voiceover, for example, not needed, um, and actually sort sort of. Ruined if you've never, like, if you're not familiar with the book or the original film, because let's face it, there's probably young children that have never seen the original that are going to go and see this. And if you've not, if you're not familiar with it, the ending is basically ruined for you right at the start. Like, there's no tension because we're getting a voiceover from the main character as an older man.
0: Yeah.
1: So, who strangely
0: is Chris Rock? Um, Yeah honestly it threw me off because uh, i didn't know he was in the film uh and then the first thing you hear no spoilers but just the first thing you hear is a voiceover and it is chris rock and i was like am i watching the witches yeah. what am i watching I was very
1: good I mean, you're not spoiling nothing he, his voice is featured in the trailer for the film so oh yeah
0: see yeah yeah um yeah i didn't realize it was going to be so prominent uh, maybe
1: that's what it was yeah and then also they do a thing in this where they they drastically change the third act of the film and I, I, I understand why they did it um because look let's face it the book and the original film you, you're following what the book does and in the book not much happens in the film to be honest with you you know you meet some witches they turn a boy into a mouse And then, you know, he does what he does and it resolves everything. I'm trying not to say spoilers on this book from years ago, but uh, we'll talk more about it later. But they drastically changed that in the third act of this film to make it more climactic, I would say. But it felt, I don't know, I don't know how I felt about it. Uh, but see, I
0: I agree with you, and then we'll, we'll move on to to casting after this. But I agree with you because I know it, it does feel like they were trying to add more tension and and give uh, more to do here. But honestly, I didn't feel that. I I really didn't. It, it never felt like anybody was ever in jeopardy ever. And regardless of what you know, new obstacles you try to create for them i just kind of always knew everything would be fine and and that has nothing to do with the original film either um because it is drastically different in that third act but all throughout the film i was like yeah i don't i know they're going to be fine there's nothing here that makes me worried that something is going to happen uh you know to our main to our main characters so Yeah.
1: yeah um well yeah all right so casting
0: yeah um so we've got octavia spencer uh playing the grandmother um who's you know just octavia spensering all over the place um and that's not a slight on her uh she's just she's doing what
1: she does and she's
0: uh, she's great she's fine.
1: Yeah no she's very good she's very good yeah. she got some nice moments with the grandson at the start very tender moments you know yeah. you believe the relationship there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah she does good she does good I, I feel yeah. like the the story that they've chosen to tell here takes away a bit of stuff for the grandmother yeah there's some things in the voiceover that were not needed because that's supposed to be the grandmother's responsibility to relay that information that's right. my problem with this film is that it opens in the way yeah you know when you watch, when you make a film what what's the golden rule right tell don't show No, that's not the golden rule, but that's what this film does. That's not it. That that witch hat is making you reverse it. It is, Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's a show, don't tell. Yeah, but they don't do that here. This film opens with strong telling. It is a
0: lot of telling. There was a point halfway through the second act where I was like, are we done explaining what's happening? Um, Because this exposition is almost too much.
1: Yeah. Whereas, and then you're going to get the grandmother sort of explaining this stuff to the grandson anyway. So why are we getting them both? It might, it, yeah, right. Unnecessary. But yeah. so in that regard, I felt like they took away from her character. I felt like she could add yeah. more to do. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. The one thing I will say about
0: her is it was really nice to see her play um, just more of a, uh, an open, caring person. Because I feel like a lot of her roles recently uh, have been, and I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to trigger some people, Uh, but most of her roles have been kind of that angry black woman type role. Um, And and not to say that she's been typecast, because she's not. She's very good about selecting the roles that she wants to do. But there's a certain part, of you watch, you know, kind of the tail end of her filmography so far, where she is kind of that same angry black woman, always on edge type of deal. So it was nice to see her kind of show a a softer side of Octavia. Um, I I enjoyed that. I, I did. I did.
1: Yeah. Um, now, of course, the standout of this film, Anne Hathaway. I thought you were going to say Stanley Tucci. No, <laughs> sure, surely not. Surely no. not. Uh, not but, at all. No, Anne Hathaway is amazing oh, in this film. I loved
0: her so much, so much. I, the, you know, and I've said this uh, about the boys to you know a number of people, but it's you're hard pressed to find somebody. Uh, who loves playing a character as much as Carl Urban does in in that series, right? Anne Hathaway gives him a run for his money because she is just firing on all cylinders, having the time of her life. (laughs) She is so invested and having so much fun being this evil high witch. Uh, She's amazing. She's absolutely the best part of the film.
1: Yeah. Now, all the best scenes belong to her. You know, she's got the wacky accent. That's you know, it's it's similar to what was going on in the original, but she's made it her own. You know, yeah. it's her own thing She's going a bit on.
0: from everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's got some, some just really, really great comedic moments. Her, even though part of her face is CG, a good portion of the film, she's just got great expressions. You know, yeah. really, yeah, really good stuff going on. I and oh, she's definitely stand out. And the best parts of the film featuring Stanley Tucci feature her as well. Her as well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Almost
0: every time those two interact, I was just like, can we just make a film about this? Just this. Just this banter back and forth all day.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately though, even in those scenes, it could have been anyone. You know, Stanley Tucci, I was excited to see Stanley Tucci in this film as the hotel manager, but he is given nothing to do.
0: Yeah, he's, he's absolutely a wasted talent here. And I'd never say that about Stanley Tucci. Uh, he's, he's a phenomenal actor and he pretty much always is a standout. But here, uh, you could have replaced him with anybody. Anybody could have filled that hotel manager role uh, and it would have been the same. Um, mm. Which is
1: unfortunate because I really like Stanley Tucci. Yeah. See, well, what's weird for me about this film is that uh, the original film uh, feels like it's got a bit of a slow start before things get going. But I do feel like you get to know every character. You know, there's a relationship with the grandmother and and the grand-eye witch. This is explored a bit, not a lot, but enough to know that when they have the moments where they're glaring at each other, you're like, oh, there's history there.
0: Right,
1: Right. I felt like this film, even though this had 15 more minutes to explore everything... I felt like I didn't know any of these characters half as well as I did in the original film, yeah. which I, which, which, I didn't mean uh-huh. to say which, uh-huh. which, is weird for me, uh, you know, uh, and yeah. I've, uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this one gets into the action quicker. You know, there's, there's some choices that they make that I can't talk about now. Um, yeah, I, I think in the end, I think it has a lot to do with the way that they
0: kind of do it because they, even though you messed up the phrase that is essentially what they do here it's a lot of telling and not as much showing and i think by trying to get to all of it faster they actually slow things down more than more than just if they were to just show everything i i I would recut this film in all kinds of different ways (laughs) I i would move things around totally to make it a bit more streamlined um, so that we are showing and not telling as much. I would cut
1: the entire opening and the ending. I would. Yeah, I, I would too.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. I would, I would cut out the entire opening. Um, there's the, the whole scene where the grandma is kind of recounting her experience. Uh, I would have moved that scene to the very beginning. Um, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things that, that I would do because it's not a bad film. No. Um, I, I just think there's some, there's some pretty... The glaring mistakes and glaring errors not just in compared to uh its you know source of being a remake uh but also just as a standalone uh, I do think that it does commit some film film mistakes there so
1: yeah um yeah I mean look it's overall it, it is a good film I feel like if you've not seen the original and you've got nothing you know no nostalgic goggles on um that is, it is a decent family film uh, for around Halloween time. Oh, yeah, no, it so
0: is. That. It is. I, I agree. I you agree. It's a, it's, it's a
1: lot more family-friendly than its original. <laughs> yeah, and look, I'm not even going to pretend like the original is a great film. Uh, it's it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's got some very good things going on, but yes. so does this one. And yeah. where they do things differently, you know, the, the original, uh, you know, changed the ending of the book. This one sort of, Keeps more in line with the original, uh, with the origin of the book, the ending, but it also does its own thing. So, yeah. you know, they've each got their own things going on. So right, yeah, right. I would say just as its own film, I, I feel like it's worth seeing if you've got a family of kids that are into that sort of thing. OK, all
0: right.
1: Um. So should we rate it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we should rate it. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. I'm going to go. Let's see. I've been really struggling as to where to put this film because I don't want to give a score too low to make it seem like I didn't enjoy it but I also don't want to give it too high to make it seem like I loved every second of this film
1: um so I'm trying to find the right balance of where to where to put it Look, I've, um, I've got I've got mine if you want me to all right, go for it all yeah, right, again it's uh, yeah it's not perfect but it is fun uh, you know it could have done things better so I'm giving it just a, a little bit above average I'm going 3.5 out of five. Unnecessary uh, digital cats in the rain.
0: Why? Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, I, I think that's a fair score. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit lower, just a bit lower. Um, mainly just so we don't have the same scores. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three out of five. Garlic uh, um which is easily one of my favorite scenes uh, in the entire film.
1: I don't, um, think, I don't even. That's the worst rating you've ever given, because I don't know how to spell that in the caption that's going to go over <laughs> your head now.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, just straight. I'd say just above middle of the road uh, for me. So
1: all right. Um. Is it time?
0: Spoil the dance, do the 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 spoil the dance. All right, there it is. All right, so if you have not seen the witches, and you what are you doing? Oh, I was, I was
1: witching out. Oh
0: my god! We're, we're going to have a very long talk about additional hats.
1: I was, um, I was twitching.
0: I oh, hate you so much. Um, look, <laughs> this is the point of the review where we will not spare any details. We're going to talk about the film in detail, uh, get into all the spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you don't want it ruined, go ahead and turn it off and come back when you've watched it. Um, look, if you don't care about spoilers, stick around because we're going to give them to you. So, nice. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, the the whole opening, just all this like the weird slideshow with Chris Rock's voiceover giving us. It was basically telling us all the information about witches that the grandmother is supposed to give to the grandson about witches, and right. then she does. Yeah, yeah, we get it twice. <laughs> like <it's, laughs>
0: it was so weird. It was so weird. I, I didn't. I hated that opening. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I really did not like the voice. And at first I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Um, that's how it felt to me. It felt very childish, which is fine. It, it is, in fact, a kid's movie. Um, but then it just kind of kept going. And I was like, this is a lot of information up top. And then almost 15 minutes later, she's given the exact same thing with just a bit more detail. And it's like, just pick one. Just either delete the grandmother's monologue Or delete the opening, which would have been better, right? Just delete that opening, and then you know let the grandmother explain, which is after you know he has his first experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be difficult in this section to not compare the films because they do make very different choices in a lot of places. You know, and part of that is the setting, right? So this one takes place in like the sixties in. What was it? Uh, is it Alabama or something like that? It was yeah, somewhere in the south.
0: I think. Yeah, I think somewhere in the south. Yeah, because he's he's from Chicago and then he goes to live with his grandmother in the south, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that sounds right.
1: And uh, it's so when you change those sort of things, there's things from the original. And now I don't know, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the book. So I don't know what's featured in the book with every detail, but uh, one of the things I found was just haunting in the original is when the grandmother's relaying her her story of the girl that went missing in the village who gets trapped in a painting and they have to watch as she gets older and older and eventually vanishes from the painting, right? That, that's pretty spooky. And this, they change it to where the girl turns into a chicken, which, you know, I mean, I, I sort of get. You know, it's it, where the setting is. You're not going to have those families with paintings, I guess. Is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. Uh,
0: and again, I, I feel like this film tried to make it more childish. It, it's it's far more child friendly uh, to turn a friend into a chicken uh, than it is to you know curse them in a painting and have them get older, like, you know what I mean? There, there's that stark difference, and I feel like all throughout this film, they continually make those choices uh, to almost dumb it down is kind of how it felt, um, and take out a lot of the terror. And look, they took place in different times. I, I think The Witches was what? It, it came out in the 80s, right? Uh,
1: 1990, actually.
0: 1990, which is basically the 80s. Yeah. Um, actually, 30 years apart. Okay, yeah, so, look, and 30 years ago, uh, it was a free-for-all. Kids' films were were marginal at best. Uh, (laughs) You know, you you go back and watch some of those older cartoons and, you know, you you take something like American Tale and you're like, you really think they need to know about communism and immigration (laughs) and racism and slavery? You think they need all that in a kid's film? Uh, But, you know, so we don't really do that anymore, so I can see why they would make some of those changes, but... I didn't care for that.
1: It, it, I don't know. Yeah, there was also some other questionable choices. I know in the book, the grandmother uh, get, catches pneumonia, and that's why they decide to take the the trip to, to the seaside resort, is to help her get over it, you know? Right. In the original film, they changed it. Uh, and I don't know why they changed it in either one of these. That seems like plausible. Think about yeah. the fact that you've got this child that's lost both his, both his parents, and now his grandmother's sick and could potentially die. That's yeah. terrifying. In I felt like in the original when she's got the diabetes, right? And she's a chain smoking cigar, whatever. It was a weird choice as well. But maybe that's in the book. But the <laughs> fact that they go, <laughs> the fact that they go to a seaside resort in the original to help with for diabetes, I was like, that that don't make no sense. <laughs>
0: Didn't understand diabetes in 1990, mate.
1: And then in this one, they don't address it at all. She's just got a bit of a cough and it magically goes away. Yeah, it was that was such a weird choice. I was like, why are we even
0: talking about this? This, And they even have a bit of dialogue where it's like, oh, can witches give you coughs? And she's like, yeah, sure, but I'll be fine. Let me just eat this bread and jam and everything will be all right. What?
1: And And then the whole reason to go to the resort. I had nothing to do with that. It was all about, oh, you saw a witch. Well, let's get out of here and go there. And it was like, right. come on,
0: yeah, yeah. That, and then yeah, and that doesn't make any sense because the whole time she's telling him, yeah, witches are everywhere. <laughs> Basically, you can't escape them. But we're going to go to a hotel and pretend to escape them. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, and then, the whole film has weird choices like that.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of details that I did like over the original. You know, when uh, when the witches are having their meeting, right? In the original, the boy is just behind some slats. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and they don't smell him until like way, way longer than they should have. Right? They probably should have picked up his scent right when they go in. This film did some smart choices. They put him under a stage, which would. I think mask it a bit better. But right. then also they point out that Anne Hathaway does smell him almost immediately. Right. But can't trace it. That I thought was that was very, very well done. Yeah,
0: I, I like that too. Um yeah, I like that too because it does give a little bit more credibility to their actual talent, um, in being able to smell children. And I uh, look, more props to, to Anne Hathaway because her her disdain for, for the the scent that hits her nostrils in that brief moment. Uh, you get the sense that, like, she really does think there's a child here. She immediately senses it, but she's got so many other things going on. She's got to address all these witches that she kind of dismisses it. And then halfway through her whole plan, she realizes that her instincts were correct, and now she goes and search for this child. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I do like those little things, yeah.
1: I could have done with less with less cgi knows though <laughs> yeah i don't know
0: and maybe this is just a zemeckis thing but i it's i didn't like it
1: no. I, I didn't li- i
0: didn't like most of the cgi to be honest
1: <clears throat> yeah it doesn't look good The the you know the mouth opening <clears throat> looks okay in places but anytime she yeah. was talking with it it looked almost i mean nothing could look as bad as superman in justice league but <laughs> it it did have that artificial mouthfeel, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, it does. It does a bit. Um, I mean, it, it's... Yes, it's highly stylized in the way that Zemeckis, uh, you know, uh, special effects are, but I don't think that works very well here. I, I think, again, going back to the original, I know I'm trying to get it to stand on its own, but going back to the original, those practical effects were so much more effective. I, I mean... I. It, I don't remember much about the witches overall uh, unless, you know, I've actually sat down and watched it, but I will never ever forget how horrifying those witches looked when they turned. Um, And that's because it was all practical effects. Um, And it it was, yeah, sure. She looks, yes, it's a lot of makeup, but it's embedded in my mind forever. I can describe exactly what she looks like. Um, And for this one, it's just kind of like, Oh, it's a long face. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean
1: it's just not as uh, it doesn't end yeah, that. It, t- and, and you could tell like they made certain choices so that they didn't have to use the cg all the time when she's speaking because we actually see very little of the, of the other witches right and uh, but i was like at the same time i was like wouldn't practical effects if you would have just put some applications on a face to make her more witchy then you know, you wouldn't have to pay extra for CG and have to have her just talking normal face for yeah, a good right. portion of it when she should be all witched out, you know? Right. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, I think overall that that's where the film
0: really, really struggles and then we can talk about the third act and then uh, you know move, move on. But yeah, I think the special effects actually take away uh, from a lot of things um, just because of the way that they lean on. Like the, the cat Uh, You you mentioned that where it just what what you mean you couldn't find one real cat to run across the screen? What were you doing? It's not like the cat has to talk.
1: It's it's it was so weird. Yeah. Now it wasn't it wasn't Catwoman CGI cat bad, but it won't it won't good. You know it 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 wasn't. I, I feel like Hocus Pocus special effects for black cats was better. Uh, <laughs> and that and that cat had to talk, you know. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. It's it's a
0: real cat that is getting you know the the little bit of, of puppet work and CGI kind of put over a real cat, so you don't get this whole fake cat, the cat from the minute you see it. You're just like, well, that's not real. It's
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if there was ever a real cat on set. To be honest with you, there probably wasn't. There's nothing about it that actually acts or feels or looks like a real cat. There's only a few moments where I think there's real mice. Uh, Otherwise. Otherwise it's all CG. All CG. And look, I knew that was going to happen because in the original film, they used a combination of real mice and Jim Ensign's creature Shop made puppet mice. I knew that wasn't happening here. Right. Um, Right. But that also leads to some questionable stuff with, with the mice characters. They also added an, an extra talking mouse that was a child. That yeah. uh, for, I mean, I'm guess to add some gender diversity into the mice crew. I, I don't know, but it was also it's weird. It's it's, it's, it's it's also weird go. that you have two, two child voice actors to voice the other two mice that are boys, but then the girl mouse that is also supposed to be a child is voiced by Kristen Chenoweth. Who is a much older lady <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, it seemed it seemed odd because that was again one of those things that i 've always liked from the original that you have um you have this budding friendship between these two kids who couldn 't be more different they 're very different children, and uh to to throw this other person in the mix for no other reason than to have another talking mice that 's not a boy um
1: yeah, it oh, also that, that also lends to some story problems too because in the original yeah you get that bruno's not very useful right you right, know he's, right. he's he's the gus gus of the witches yeah right and so when uh when they, they actually named him in the original film when luke has to go into the witch's room and get his stuff all by his lonesome makes sense in this one you've got this courageous female mouse and she's just like, yeah, no, you go do it. Bye. It's <laughs> like, wouldn't it make more sense for all three mice, or at least two of you, to go in there, get the bottle together? More hands, since they weren't using their tails like they did the original. Yeah, but right. no, she's just like, catch you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's a
0: weird, it's a weird choice, um, just I, all around. Um, yeah, so the third act. Where, where most of the issues lie, I
1: feel. <laughs> There's two, two, two big issues for me in right. the preferred act. One is that every witch looked like they farted into a rat. I, I don't know what who the creative choice was to make the mouse transformation look like someone farted and... And it launches them into the air And yeah. then Because when it started When, when Bruno gets turned And he starts doing the twitching And, the, and the, the smoke starts coming out of his ears I thought I was like oh this is just like the original film This is a nice nod And then Purple gas shoots out his bum and he floats into the air So I was like what just happened Yeah <laughs> and, then, and then at the end when every witch is doing that And you're just like I mean my, look for for children, that's fine. I'll I'm sure like, it's a like gas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, children are going to probably love that. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. they're farting into mice or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, I was like, that's no, that's not all right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was weird. It was it was very weird. And uh, look, it's fine if you want to do it to a child or two. Um, but when you know you get to that final act. Uh, where all the witches at the table are now fighting out of their seats just going all around. It's it's too much. It, I, I did not care for it at
1: all. Yeah. So, And then, of course, yeah, then this film... Because in the original... Uh, and again, I don't know how it plays out in the book necessarily, but in the original film, witches, witches drink the soup, witches turn to rats, rats get killed by the hotel staff, including the Grand Eye Witch, right? Right. This one... Uh, they was like, well, that's not exciting enough. So the Grand Eye Witch don't eat the soup, shows up at the room, and then they have this one final confrontation that just felt, I don't know, so unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Uh, But again, I think the whole film just has a bit of that. There's just nothing really driving it forward. You know, again, we never really feel like any of these characters are ever in danger, ever. Um, And so even when you try to put them in direct harm's way by having that final confrontation, they haven't had a real challenge yet. So it doesn't really do what you want it to. It doesn't raise the stakes by any, because I I almost feel like it would be fine if you did that if all throughout the film, they're barely making it out with their lives, right? But We're really invested in the challenges of them trying to, outsmart all of these witches and, and survive the hotel, um, you know, all of, but none of that happens. But if that did, by the time you get to that final confrontation, we would be invested in the ingenuity of how they would do it. So then the mousetrap of launching it into a mouth, uh, by, you know, putting the mousetrap on a toe, it would be more effective. But because nothing really happens by the time we get there, we're just like, oh, all right, she's a rat too now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was one of those, like in the original film, you know, there's, there's uh, the fight the, the, with the cat. And then there's when he's in the kitchen, he gets part of his tail chopped off. Like, there's real stuff going on. where You're like, oh, yeah, no, there's genuine peril here. And you're right. There's none of that in this. There's no cat fight. There's no, nothing, literally nothing happens to him in the kitchen. Because no, no- this boy becomes a mouse, and he's just instantly a mouse. Doesn't There's no
0: learning period. He's just instantly a mouse and he's totally fine with it he's a mouse forever now
1: yeah yeah I, I, yeah you're right there's no and and <laughs> what's what's funny is again i know why they did what they did with the grand eye witch to give more of a a sense of a, of a climactic battle of good versus evil right um but it was funny because as a when all the other witches have no toes and then an Hathaway has like this one toe on each foot that just dangles there yeah. When she shows up in the room and she slips out of her shoes. And I was like, first off, I was like, we saw you flying earlier. Why are you slipping off your shoes to be quiet? Just fly. And yeah. then, and my girlfriend was like, well, she, maybe she's going to fly after she slips off her shoes. And then she didn't, she walked up to the bed. And then yeah. I was like, Oh, I see what's going on here. That that's why she's got those one toes on each foot. So they can smack them with the mouse traps. It was yeah. like, there was there was no suspense. There was no like, oh, how are they going to defeat her? <laughs> you know, right, right, yeah. So
0: yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, you know, the voiceover thing too. Aside from it just yeah. being, aside from it just being Chris Rock, and distracting in that regard. But again, we start the film with it, so we know that the boy lives. And then, if you even if you just chose to have it at the beginning, and the end, fine, whatever. But the fact that we get it throughout in places where Chris Rock is describing things that we can see on the screen, like when the boy shows up at the, the, the ballroom as the sign for the Society of Protection Against Children or whatever it is. And he literally tells us that he's like, oh, and lo and behold, I found myself at the ballroom for the Society of Protection. It's like, I can see that. I don't need you telling me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's that whole telling, not showing type of thing. And, you know, it, look, if you're already going to dumb down the base of the story and you're already going to dumb down a lot of the tension and the special effects, then there's no reason to expect. We're not stupid. Uh, and even children aren't stupid. You know what I mean? Like, they're very... They're, they're, they can grasp certain things. They, they, they're visual. Like They can see what's happening. They don't need anybody to tell them. Uh, and I think this film just leans way too heavily on exposition. Uh, and, and I think it actually bogs down the film, regardless of how quickly they try to get into it. Um, you know, if it, if it wasn't for Anne Hathaway just overacting her heart out in the best of ways, um, I, I don't know that I, the score would have been so high, because she was definitely the, the pearl.
1: Uh, in all of this, so yeah, I can agree with you there. Uh, she does bring a lot to the film, but I mean, the same can be said for Angelica Houston in, in the first one, uh, yeah.
0: yeah I, I absolutely, absolutely, yeah. In, no, I, I'd agree with you there,
1: yeah. In both films, it's the grand eye witches doing most of the heavy lifting, yeah, <laughs> shouldering um, all the witches there, yeah. I mean, you do have some nice moments in, um, in, in the original too where uh, what's it, uh, Rowan Atkinson, who plays the hotel manager. He's, oh, given okay. a, he's given a bit more to do. You know, he's got that weird relationship with the, with the housekeeper. And right, they've right. Get, they get a few funny moments. And he gets a few more funny moments in the kitchen and stuff like yeah. that. Is, very much more like Rowan
0: came in and
1: was yeah. like, I'm not doing it unless I get to be me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I felt like that's what was missing. I felt like someone should have been like, hey, let's get Stanley in here. But let's let him be Stanley, and someone else but, is like, no. Which he can absolutely do. He can give all of those things. He's capable of doing it.
0: Um, so I think to give him just this flat character, it just seems it, it was a weird choice all around. So yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, so the ending, of course, in the in the book, uh, the boy who doesn't have a name actually in the book. Uh, so and they did that in, in this film as well. He's not named, um, but. He does not get changed back into a boy at the end. That was something that they did specifically for that film, with right. the whole witch assistant that turns good at the end. Not a yeah. thing in the book, so they decided to go with that here. But, yeah, but, but I don't know. It just felt weird that you've now you've got these other three mice, and and then the whole it's the mouse giving the presentation at the end, and the, they've gone on to be witch hunters but it was like you the book that you go that they found was not that big right and they've been witch hunting for years now and it was like so how why do you why have you not killed all the witches at this point <laughs> well they don't have a genius plan that's why
0: <laughs> then i not opening it up you know candy
1: shops and witch shops to attract witches How would you what would be your plan? Yeah, Uh, a child. Do you open a child shop where you sell (laughs) children? Wouldn't they keep them away? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe you sell it with the the, you know that you can do anything you want for the children. So the witches are like, Yeah, I'm gonna kill me a child. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what witches are into,
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no, it was definitely
0: a weird ending. And I, look, I'm fine if you want to be a little bit more, more close to the source material. Uh, that that didn't bother me as much. But again, with the voiceover, just, I think that just took away so much yeah. from whatever they thought was going to land there. And this idea that, you know, he's, he's telling the story to an army of witch-hunting children, um, which, I, look, I'm fine with the sequel, uh, The Witch's Witch Hunter, uh, you know, starring Vin Diesel. Um, I'm I'm on board. Let's bring that crossover, eh? Yeah.
1: Well why train children? You know, surely witches ain't got no problem with adults. So you get some adults <laughs> to kill witches. They'll never yeah. see it coming.
0: Yeah, bad plan. Bad plan.
1: <laughs> You're just putting children's lives in danger now.
0: <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> yeah now, and you're contributing more to a mouse problem because if they lose now they're going to be turned into a mouse and die um you know what i'm lowering my score now uh no
1: <laughs> yeah but, um, again, but again it was it was very difficult to watch this film and not compare it to the original especially because i just watched the original like last week right. Right. so yeah um, but I do feel like if you're not familiar with the original and there's no nostalgia going on and you're just going into this, I don't feel like you'd have the same issues with it that I did. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think uh,
0: as a standalone film, while most of those problems probably still exist, um, I don't think they would be as glaring to somebody who didn't grow up with the witches. Yeah. Um, so I think as a standalone, honestly, you'd probably have a little bit of a higher score. And like we said, this one is much more family-friendly Um, So if you have kids and you're looking for a fun new Halloween film uh, to to watch with your family, uh, I I would recommend this to them, uh, especially if none of you have ever seen the original or read the book. Um, I I think separating it from all of those and just being a standalone, uh, I I think it could be enjoyable for for this season. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: So this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I am Manwich Cailin
1: Burrows. And we
0: will see you after the next film.